It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This is the Locked On Auburn Podcast, your daily Auburn Tigers podcast, presented by Fetch Me Home Delivery. Quick shout out to our friends at Fetch Me. They're run by an alum of Auburn. You know the Auburn family loves that. And they have the greatest variety of restaurants to order and get your meal delivered in Auburn, Opelika. Also do dry cleaning, as well as some other things, grocery. So if you're looking to have your family meal delivered in less than 40 minutes, you need to go to Fetch Me. Fetch Me has a great selection of anything you want, including meals from your favorite restaurants, groceries, and coffee. And I have to say, Fetch Me has the friendliest and fastest service in town. So check them out. They're the best in the business. Fetchme.com, or excuse me, fetchmedelivery.com or the Fetch Me app. Use promo code FetchMe20 to get your first delivery free. Yes, that is free. Fetch Me20, no spaces. Fetch Me20 for your first delivery free. I'm Zach Blackerby, joined by Michael Pappas. Hello. And, and hello, Michael. And in just a moment, we'll be joined by former by former Auburn head football coach Tommy Tuberville. I'm hype. Are you hype? I'm excited. I uh, I've never talked to Coach Tuberville personally, so I'm, I'm looking forward to getting some insight from him. Yeah, yeah. He'll have a lot of insight in regards to how do you handle a bye week. What does that look like? And obviously, you know, coming off of a tough loss, you know, he he suffered some of those as any coach who's coached for you know more than a season. You're going to lose some uh, some games. Unless you're, uh, I don't know, unless you're really good, have a really good year. So, uh, yeah, let, let's jump into that. The NCAA tournament is almost here, and listening to Locked On College Basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket. So don't wait. Find Locked On College Basketball on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. We're now joined by Coach Tommy Tuberville. Coach, how are you doing these days? I'm doing great. Just all over the great state of Alabama, traveling around, meeting people, and shaking hands and kissing babies. Fantastic, Coach. Fantastic. So, uh, obviously, a lot of buzz, a lot of disappointment around Auburn right now after watching that that game, that top ten matchup down in the swamp. Uh, I'm sure you. I'm sure you watched it. What are your thoughts on uh, how the Auburn Tigers looked? Yes. Tigers didn't play their best game uh, either side of the ball. When you go on the road, you know, you just can't give up big plays and turn the ball over. And, of course, uh, Auburn uh, gave up two huge plays, and they normally don't do that. And that puts you behind the eight ball. And then, of course, then the offense turns the ball over four times. It's just hard to beat anybody, uh, you know, when when you make those kind of mistakes. But, you know, it's uh, just one game. Now they just got to regroup during the open date and get ready for the Almost Rebels coming up. There's been a lot of conversation about uh, freshman quarterback Bo Nix finally looking like a, a, a true freshman. And are you surprised you didn't see any packages with Joey Gatewood? Or you, did you think uh, Coach Malzahn did the right thing, kind of riding with the guy that he chose to be the guy going into the season? Well, the problem you do is you get behind. And then uh, I think he's got more confidence in Nix and throwing the football than, than the other kid. And so – uh, you never know what goes through the mind of any coaches during the game, but uh, I think Bo Nix gave them the best chance to win. You know, when they when they got down about eight ten points, and then then it got worse than that. But uh, you know, you get you got to have uh, changes, have the ability to make changes. But you know, I think Bo is going to be fine. You know, the what happens in a game like that is 
that's the first time they've seen a real aggressive defensive line. Two defensive ends that really got up the field, didn't worry about to run as much as putting pressure on the passer and taking away the speed sweeps and the reverses. And it forced uh, Auburn to have to pretty much try to run the ball inside and finally got to that point where we did that and, and made some plays. But, uh, you know, that's, that's football. That's, uh, you know, that's not Florida's best football team. Uh, they, you know, they're, they're not a, I think they're probably a top 15, maybe a top 20 team, but uh, not a top 10 team. They, uh, you know, that's what's disappointing. Auburn had a chance to go on the road and beat a team like that, but just didn't get it done. I mean, Auburn going down to the swamp. I mean, it sounds like just talking with people that were kind of amongst the crowd there. I mean, it sounds like the swamp was was pretty rowdy Saturday. I mean, from from your experience, I mean, was that one of the tougher places to play? Oh, yeah, there's no doubt about that. It is the toughest place to play in terms of fan involvement. Uh, the, the stands are right on top of you. they got a lot of their student body right behind the bench. There's only about 15 feet from the sideline to the to the stands, and uh, most places are you know have hedges and have all kind of buffers. But at Florida, you know what you're going to get when you go. You better be able to communicate, use hand signals, do everything you possibly can do to not make mistakes. But uh, unfortunately, uh, uh, a young quarterback and some other young players made mistakes in that game, and uh, it's just tough to overcome in a place like that. Coach, you, you've mentioned the defense a few times. I mean, what that defensive front did against Florida, I mean, specifically Marlon Davidson, but, I mean, Derek Brown was was a national story with his performance. I mean, where does he rank as far as guys that, that you've coached on the defensive side of the football? You had a lot of good ones. Derek Brown would be towards the top, right? Oh, yeah, there's there's no doubt about that. That's that, that kid's a man amongst boys he's all over the place mm-hmm. and makes plays looks like he never gets tired I, and i watch him during the games uh he just he handles one most of the, most of the time too uh they he's forced a double team but you know the, auburn auburn or nobody else has defensive lines that very often i mean it's a very very seldom do you have a front four and really six or seven guys that can play like these guys on the defensive line it just that's what makes it unfortunate. You go on the road, the number one you th- take on the road with you in SEC or any college football game, you take a defense with you. Auburn took a great defense with them. They played excellent, except for two plays, and those two plays got them in trouble. Coach, coming out of a game like that, one that's you know obviously disappointing, with the bye week this week, what would be your focus if you were the head coach of this team? Well, the first thing you do is that you, you go back and look at every game that you played. You look where you improved and you didn't improve, and, and then you evaluate why. Are we working it on enough in practice? Are we working on enough fundamentals in practice to, to not give up to, you know a long play on defense or, or give up a sack, uh, you know, the, the first play of the game? Uh, they run a play-action drop-back uh, Knicks, and the, the, the right guard just didn't get over there in time to block a fast defensive end. You know, was it the angle that he took or was it the play call? Uh, you know, you just got to evaluate the coaching and the playing for for first half of the season. And you work on that this week. You don't work on any game plan. You don't worry about any other team other than your team this week. And then you get back to game planning next week, next Sunday. Then you start getting ready for the next SEC game. You've got a long season left. And you don't want to you don't want to uh, uh, dwell on that loss because that loss could as easily have been a win you got to figure out why you didn't win it, and that's what they'll be doing this week. And we've seen Auburn teams over the past few years, they dropped this first win, and, you know, even in 17, they dropped two. And, I mean, they were still in the thick of it going into the college football playoff. So, 
as a coach, how do you how do you address this team? I mean, do you even point out the loss, or do you just kind of say, okay, that's behind us, and there, there's no point in mentioning again, or do you kind of do you do you kind of try to learn from it and teach from it? Well, you be real with your team. You never you never you never try to get something over with your team that's not true. The problem Auburn has right now is they just lost a, a good football team, not a great football team. Fortunately, it was on the road. You don't want to lose games at home. Now, Auburn's got uh, three pretty easy games left in, I think, Ole Miss, Arkansas, and, and Sanford. Sure. But they got three of the toughest games. They got Georgia, they got LSU, and they got, of course, the Iron Bowl. So uh, there's a lot left in this season. Nothing's gone. You can still win a national championship. You can still win an SEC championship. But you got to understand, too, things are going to get a lot tougher in November and the end of October. So, uh, no time to cry in, cry in your beer, so to speak. You got They got to get ready to go because things are going to get tough, and and uh, it's going to be hard road when you get to LSU, Georgia, and Alabama. And coach Auburn fans already kind of looking ahead to that LSU game. Not a whole lot of fans really focus on that Arkansas matchup, but you've made the trip to Baton Rouge and Auburn. I mean, it seems like every time the <laughs> that week rolls around, it's like okay, you know. So many of these players like weren't even alive. And in fact, I don't think any of the players currently on the team were mm-hmm. alive the last time Auburn won in Baton Rouge. I mean, I, I'm, I'm sure you heard that when you were here coaching. I mean, d- does that affect the players at all? Yeah. First of all, you know, you get you got the Arkansas and Ole Miss, and, and I've never seen uh, these teams as bad as what they are right now. So hopefully Auburn can just get better as a football team going into that LSU game because LSU is – very good, and we beat them in the cigar game, so to speak, back in 1999. Right. You know, we were a 21-point underdog, I think, and we won by 30-something points. And, uh, you know, that was a huge win for us. We should have won a couple other times. We missed five field goals in one game down there. But it's a tough place to play. LSU's for real. Uh, they've got a real good football team. Unfortunately, they're better on offense this year than they've ever been, I think, in the last 10 years. Yeah. Their defense is not quite as good. But by that time, I think there will be a lot of uh, improvement on both teams of Auburn and LSU. So it should be a great game. Uh, LSU's got to go through Alabama, though, before then, I think. And that, that'll be an interesting game. Coach, you mentioned working on your team, focusing on you know Auburn, focusing on Auburn this week. I mean, how do you think Malzahn will go about doing that? I mean, is that done through drills? Is it done through watching film? Or is it, is it through just kind of focusing on the technique and, you know, cleaning up tackling, cleaning up blocking? What, is, what does that process look like as far as Auburn focusing on Auburn? Well, you're exactly right. You know, what you see on film is you, you, can, really, you can really make a lot of improvement just by watching the mistakes that you made on film. So, They'll do cut-ups. They'll go in and do first-down plays, second-down plays on both sides of the ball, long yardage, uh, different type of blitzes. And they'll look at everything, and they'll scout it themselves because everybody's scouting them. And so you got to know what everybody else is looking at. And then the court, you take the things to the field that you have not been doing very well, technique-wise, fundamental-wise. You might want to throw out some plays. You might want to throw out some things that, hey, Bo, just not getting any better of running, running this this play action pass to the left. Let's just get rid of that totally. Let's don't waste our time with it. So you look at things that you can improve on. And then, of course, you add. You've got to add things that maybe will make your team better, and that's coaching. Uh, That's the coaching part of where you've got to say, okay, we've got to do this to make these other plays work. And so you just don't go out and run plays. I mean, it's not formations. It's not 
all these different things that you do. It's about putting things together as, as a as a form of a plan that one thing helps the other. So Auburn's got a good football team. They got a chance to get better. Uh, so halfway through the season, we'll see what happens with this open date at a perfect time, and then uh, be able to just put your best foot forward, keep people healthy. That's going. That's always the key in October, November. Whoever keeps their best guys healthy usually have the better chance of winning the game. Coach, thank you so much for your time this morning. I really appreciate it. Thank you. The NCAA tournament is almost here, and listening to Locked On College Basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket. So don't wait. Find Locked On College Basketball on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Good stuff from Coach Tuberville. Michael, your biggest takeaway was what? Just that this week really is going to be all about Auburn, for Auburn. It's just going to be them trying to figure out what they do well and what they're not doing well and, and try to find some other things to get better at. Yeah, I mean, as uh, as someone who's never been at that level of, of competition, I kind of thought they would kind of be like, okay, let's go ahead and look at LSU a little bit. Let's go ahead and look at LSU a little bit, see if we can get a jump on them there. Um, doesn't sound like that's the case based on, on, on what Coach just talked about. I mean, you, mm-hmm. you, you look at Arkansas, and I mean, Coach said it. I think you and I both agree they're not a very good football team. <laughs> they lost to uh, San Jose State, yes, right? Yes, at home. Somebody called in after the game and said something about that, and you're like, no, they lost to San Jose State. Like, they're not a good football team. Yeah. They were basically like, don't overlook Arkansas. They... Uh, it was like, don't overlook Arkansas because, you know, they're still an SEC team and yeah, they, they lost at home to San Jose State. Right. So uh, I don't think they're going to have much of an issue, even if it is on the road. Look, we were Fayetteville. wrong about Florida. We're not wrong about Arkansas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I, I, I'm curious still to see, you know, how they are prepping. And I guess even if they're not looking at LSU, I'm sure the coaching staff is going to be already kind of mm-hmm. developing a game plan, looking at that film. And then, obviously, they're going to kind of have their eyes glued to the televisions this Saturday. I'm sure they will be watching that game live as it airs between LSU and Florida. I mean, that is the game of the week. There's no doubt about it. And so I know a lot of Auburn fans are excited about that. How many times? That's one of the bigger games in the conference. How many times do you think they'll watch that game? Oh, man. 50? I mean, it's going to be crazy. It may not be every play, but they'll watch some of those plays from that game, I mean, over and over and over and over again for the next two weeks. Yeah, I... I cannot imagine, like, the scouting department. Because, like, I watched one game, like, three times last week before the Florida game. I don't remember which one it was. Probably, oh, you know what? It was probably the the Florida Towson game, actually. But That was exhilarating, I'm sure. I, I was just, like, so mentally just drained for, about that game at near the end. Like, any time I thought about it, I was just like, oh, my God, like, I got to stop. Yeah. And so I cannot imagine what, like, the, the scouts and stuff go through having to watch, you know, every LSU football game or every Arkansas football game from the last two years each ten times or whatever they do. I just But the greats, I, I mean, the, the greats are obsessed with it. Yeah. They're obsessed with it. You oh, know, yeah. I, I hate to bring up the Patriots on this, but like the, uh, on Tom vs. Time, the documentary that Facebook put out, Tom was kind of showing the camera dude, like, yeah, this is where I sit and watch film. And he's like, you know, I'll sit down and I'll be like, oh, man, eight eight hours flew by. And I'm like, I need to go eat. <laughs> I'm just like, 
wow, just kind of sit in front of that little laptop watching tape over and over and over and over again. But that's what the greats do. And, you know, that's what if you're a head coach at the SEC level, you're disciplined. And Mm -hmm. I think there's something inside of you that's I don't know if you necessarily love it, but I think it's just kind of driven by paranoia of like, I think somebody else is uh, is watching more film. than me. You've got to love it. I mean, that's the only way that you could sit in the same place for 15 hours watching film. I'm sure they love like putting together a game plan and all of that, but actually like watching the tape for, uh, you know, 10 hours or whatever. And, you know, we may be exaggerating a little bit. I don't think we are, but I don't know, man. I don't know if they truly love that aspect of it or, you know, it's kind of like working in the radio here. It's like we do all the off air stuff so we can do the on air stuff. They may watch film so they can put together a game plan and be at practice and win football games. Yeah, that may be true. So I, I'm curious to see how Auburn responds to this loss. And you know, Coach Tuberville said they can't dwell on it. And I just have a hard time buying the fact that they're going to be able to pull that off. I agree with Coach Tuberville. I agree with him in regards to, okay, they need to move on and start focusing on Arkansas, focusing on LSU, and of course after focusing on themselves. But I think this one's going to bother them for a while. Yeah, I feel like it could kind of go both ways, you know, like – yeah, on the one hand, you could go with don't dwell on it. And on the other, you could be like, just dwell on it. Remember how it feels. Feel it all. Like, Let it hurt. Have Let it burn wait. a little bit, baby. They have to wait two weeks before they get to see another football team that's not themselves. Yeah. Just sit in that and know that, you know, you don't want to feel like that again. You don't want. And it's going to be worse next time because you're going to truly feel like your season is over. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, I I. I would take the opposite approach. I'd have that picture up everywhere. Just that scoreboard. Yeah. Maybe LaMichael Pirine. Maybe two pictures. One of LaMichael Pirine running for that touchdown and one of the guy catching the interception in the end zone. Boom. All over the locker room. Remember this. This is what happens when you play like poo-poo. I think personally that would fire me up more then, okay, we got to move past it. That would fire me up more is being reminded of that. Like, I don't want that to happen again. Like something to say about short memory, but also something to be said about fear of feeling like dog poop. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of the, a lot of people are like, you know, I love winning. It's fun, but I hate losing a lot more. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you hear Michael Jordan said it, you know, Tom Brady said it. I mean, all, all Kobe Bryant, I mean, every like high level competitor in his sport or in his field. I mean, you hear that from successful business people as well. It's yep. like they they really just are working hard so they're not outdone, you yeah. know, and because they hate being outdone. So we'll see. It seems like the defensive side, the defensive mentality has that mentality. And, mm-hmm. and we'll see we'll see how the offense responds as well, too. Bo Nix, I think, has that mentality as well. Um, I don't think we've really seen the personalities as much, you know, about the offensive linemen and, and some of the – the receivers, Booby Willow certainly seems that way. So I, I think this team is going to respond well. I'm not just kind of you know trying to be a sunshine pumper here, but I do think they're going to respond well from an attitude pers- standpoint perspective. So yeah, it also really helps when the next game is against Arkansas. Yeah, I mean, like I hate to be a, I guess a jerk about it, but Arkansas is really bad. Like two weeks ago, bef- before they played A and M, they. I mean, people were asking if they were even still an SEC team. Like, they are so bad. And so... You don't think them giving A&M a, you know, a run for their money is not legitimate? It, that's one of those games that, like, it's it's a rivalry game. 
It's at a neutral side. It's, it's in Jerry at, World. Yeah, it's a it's little in weird. Dallas, and in the There's last... ten people in the stands in that ginormous stadium. Nah, dude, they fill it. It was not full on the TV. They almost fill it. No, I don't know how many no, are actually there. No way. They do. I mean, they put a good effort into filling a hundred thousand seat stadium. Um. So anyway, they uh, since A and M has joined the SEC, that's been a one possession game every year, and Arkansas has been bad every year. So I don't really know. Um, I don't put that much stock into it. A and M, I don't think is actually that good. Right. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if they were flirting with not making a bowl game later this season. So this is just a, uh, I don't know, man. They, they got a week to work on themselves and then, you know, another week to work on themselves, really, in my mind. And right. I, I mean, I, that, that's kind of my thing is like I, I just have a feeling that they're already looking at LSU a little bit. It may not be this week. It may be a lot of Arkansas's week because, I mean, he, he – Obviously, Coach Tuberville knows more about game preparation than we do, but... You sure? Yeah, I'm sure. Okay. He was pretty good. No, I just... I was being sarcastic because he was, you know, a head... An actual (laughs) head coach for a football team. Has like an undefeated season and... (laughs) All that stuff. I'm trying to find... I mean, a head coach of like the... Auburn middle school team probably knows more about game preparation than we do. Probably. (laughs) All right, so attendance was 71,872 in that Arkansas A&M game. So you're right. That's a, I mean, that's a lot of people. That's a lot of people, sure. For for a game that's not yeah. crazy exciting. Mm-hmm. I'm actually shocked that that, that it's that low. You're, oh, you're surprised it's that low? Yeah. Okay. You love well, Texas so much. You're like, well, why wouldn't everybody come to Texas? <laughs> for no, a game? because it's like actually like directly in between Fayetteville, Arkansas, and. Um, College Station, Texas, and on top of that, both Arkansas and A&M have huge fan bases in Dallas. Mm-hmm. So I'm shocked that uh, that it's just, I mean, I'm just surprised that is not more full than that. I guess because, you know, Arkansas sucks and A&M's season was over before it started because of the schedule. But Yeah, don't schedule Clemson. Yeah, don't do that. Don't do it. It's, it's not worth it. Mm-hmm. Then again, it kind of helped out Auburn. In, yeah. in 17, so you say that, and it's like, well, I, I really think this, the, I, I don't know, one, I expected Auburn to fall more after losing. Oh, I didn't. You didn't think so? I, they, like, they lost on the road to the number nine team, or number ten team in the country. It's now number seven, so. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I thought they dropped to about 10 or 11, and they still only have one loss. Mm-hmm. So it's like. How many of the other one-loss teams do you really think are better than Auburn? And I think there's, what, one that's above them? Maybe two? I mean, I agree with you. Texas and Notre Dame, and that's it? I thought they would drop a little bit just from the eye test because of how sloppy and gross it was. Yeah, but you got to remember, so many of the guys voting are beat reporters. And they're they're not actually watching the game. They can't watch the game. That's a good point. That's a good point. Despite it being a national game, mm-hmm. you're right. There were still a handful of those voters that didn't actually see the game. So that, well, that's, it's that's like fair. Any of them that are working a 6:30 game can't watch the 2:30 games, and then anyone who's watching a working a 2:30 game can't watch it. And really, if you got or an 11 o'clock because so you're not say, done yet. If you're working an 11 o'clock game, you're probably working on a story, and so you, maybe they only saw the second half. Yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. That's why it's like we all look at the rankings. Obviously, we talk about the rankings and all that, and and then you kind of remember, and, and I think having met two of the voters now, for me, it's kind of like 
wait, I know that you could not have watched any football game that was not Auburn's this weekend. That was an eye-opening thing for me. Because when I started the lunch break on ESPN 106.7 here at the Auburn Network, Dana Salonen, who was the sports editor of the OA News at the time, she was a Heisman voter. She still is a Heisman voter, I think. And she was one of the AP voters that year. And just talking to her off air, it's like, there's a lot of stuff she just didn't watch. And she was like, hey, do you have thoughts on, you know, Nevada or Boise State? Like, I need one more. I'm like, yeah, I go with them, you know. So that's, uh, that was very eye-opening to me. Mm-hmm. But cool. And obviously, the, you know, the coaches don't vote. So Oh, yeah, that's 100% SIDs and stuff. Yeah. I don't even think it's SID. It's probably some random GA. I, I think Kirk Sampson's all over it. Really? I think so. I think so. I've never met him. I hope I get to one day. He's nice. He's he seems nice. like a nice. I mean, from me following him on Twitter, he seems like a nice guy. He's, from the press releases he puts out, <laughs> seems like a really nice guy. Sometimes, sometimes I'm like, how are they going to spin this in the press release to make it sound good? They always find a way. They're really good at that. <laughs> and then the uh, the Auburn football review that they put out there, it's just like Auburn could lose the game like 28 to nothing, and just the way that they talk about it is like. Wow. They did some great things. <laughs> Auburn had a 100-yard rusher. <laughs> they scored three times, you know. But, mm-hmm. yeah, it's just kind of funny how they put that together. But I get it. They're, they're, they're pumping their own yeah. brand. Do what you got to do. So, cool. Smart. Where can people find you and hear you, bud? Uh, they can hear me on the lunch break on Tuesdays from 11 to 1 on ESPN 106.7. They can hear me on Thursdays from 7 to 9 p.m. Also on ESPN 106.7. Uh, for the SEC report with Chris Todd and former Auburn quarterback. Yep. Oh, excuse me. He's burped that into was, the microphone. That was really gross. We'll cut that out. Yeah, can we please cut that out? No, we're not cutting that out. <laughs> Follow me on Twitter at Couch Potato. Follow me on Twitter at Z Blackerby. <laughs> I cannot believe that just happened. <laughs> I can't, you didn't even back up. Follow the show on Twitter uh, at, at Locked On Auburn. This has been another edition of the Locked On Auburn podcast. I can't believe you did that. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The NCAA tournament is almost here, and listening to Locked On College Basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket. So don't wait. Find Locked On College Basketball on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.